You are listening to Retire Texas Style, the podcast. We appreciate you joining us. You guys get phone calls every single day, ranging from very specific questions or those individuals that just say, hey, guys, I want to get started, but I don't know what to do first. And you guys are able to help no matter where you are on the scale. Well, absolutely. You know, some people have just a stack of statements. Some people have really worked on their budget or their financial projections for retirement. Some people think, you know, we really don't know who we want to be our power of attorney, who we want to really, you know, a lot of people know who they want to leave their money to, but they really haven't thought it through. So there's just people at all different levels. We do have some people come that have a whole binder put together and they really thought it through. You know, I had something really interesting happen, Jess. I was with a client outside of Amarillo and uh, he was widowed and his wife had really great files and she did something really interesting. You know, she uh, is, is, was widowed and her husband mm-hmm. and two kids all inherited from an aunt and she got to watch how they used the money. Well, like typical, one son did fantastic. You know, he bought a house with it. He has a lot of money left over. He was really good. One of them, he went through five cars. All the money's gone, has nothing. One of the things that she discovered was that, you know, the son that bought the house and everything, he really kind of shared the money with his wife and kids, and they all got use of some of the goods of the money. The other son that bought the cars, nobody in the whole family had, you know, really benefited from it. Mm -hmm. So she redid her beneficiaries. So she left some to her son, some to the daughter-in-laws, and some to the kids in trust. You know, uh, and once they're of age, they can use it for college or whatever and kind of had it all mapped out. And I thought that was a really neat way to do that. Now, I do see a lot of uh, people come to see me and go, I want the money to stay in the family, in the blood. I don't want, you know, my daughter-in-law to have any money, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. And from my point of view, I mean, I just think that's just not the way to do it. But anyway, it was really neat how she did it. Another thing that she did that was so special was she wrote a letter to the other, to the sons explaining to them why she did that. And then included in the letter was she made one of the sons after she and her husband were deceased of the executor and she explained to the other son why she did that you know you live away you don't live here that would be such a burden with your huge job and really made them feel better about it and i think that's a great way to do things so anyway i think there's a lot to learn but you know when we talk about retirement money right now jess I'm really concerned, you know, when we start hearing about these new tax changes, you know, some of the Biden proposals to do away Mm -hmm. with the IRA deduction and the 401k deduction. And if you're interested in that, I have a really great white paper that we could send you about it. It's really startling. It it really is. But I'm going to tell you, I think it's going to have a real negative impact on the market. So I think folks out there that are really too much in the market, it could really affect. And, you know, people say to me all the time, Steve, how do I know if I have too much in the market? Mm-hmm. I exactly. Think it's yeah. real, I mean, it's a great question, but I think it's real simple. Ask yourself, if you lost 5%, 12%, 30%, 33% of your retirement money overnight, how would that affect, one, you know, your home life? Two, how would it affect the retirement that you've always dreamed of? And three, how would it affect your marriage? Have you and your partner, you and your spouse talked about, 
the risk that you have in the market. I think it's important. I really think people need to rethink that. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, the market's going up. But, you know, I saw some stuff this morning on Tesla. People are saying Tesla could go back to under $100. And talking about the market, not knowing, of course, what it's going to do. Nobody has a, a secret, you know, ball. But a lot of investors have been celebrating the new record highs on Wall Street. CNBC's Jim Cramer is not one of them. He actually says the rallies are not supported by the fundamentals, a condition in which he describes as being a frothy market. Be careful when it gets this frothy. But, and this is crucial, I am not saying get out now. I am not saying sell everything. I am simply begging you to exercise some discipline and sell something because nobody ever got hurt taking a profit. You're not a genius if you've made 50% in a month or a week or even a day. You're simply participating in one nutty, unsustainable moment of a part of this stock market. It's not you people. It's the beast that's making the money, which is why you got to take something off the table. So let's talk about that. What about those of us who have our retirement savings in the market? Do we also need to take something off the table? Kind of what Kramer's talking about here. Well, I think he makes a great point, getting some of that money safe. He really does. I also think that Kramer makes sense in that if you have money that's outside of retirement monies, that's outside of a qualified plan, we keep on hearing the administration is going to raise the short-term and long-term capital gains. So we might as well pay at a lower rate. It makes sense. I mean... I, Ask yourself, how are you sleeping at night? Is it 301 and you're panicking to look at your phone to see what happened with the market? Mm -hmm. I think that's really important to ask yourself that, Jess. I mean, we, you know, I always go back to that story. And I've talked about it so many times that we had a client that in 08 went back and worked five more years because he... He got so scared. He sold so quick that he lost so much of that money. You know, I was having lunch with this young man that was about five years younger than me, and we were talking about money and everything, and he said he really lost a huge amount of his parents' wealth in a downturn market. And I said, what do you mean? He said, you know, my parents never told me about money. They taught me nothing. You know, I always worked, and then one day I inherited all this money, and I was to take care of it. And I, and when it, it fell in the market, I panicked and I sold so much of it that day. And we, it would have, if I'd have waited two days, it would have come back. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about earlier in the, you know, last year, he had did that in 2020. And I really felt sorry for him. And he was just saying, you know, my parents really did me a disservice. They left me in charge of their estate. And I was an only child. I distributed some to cousins, but I really, you know, jumped the gun and sold that out of panic. And so I really think that's a lesson to so many of us that are leaving money to our kids. Talk through with it. Partner with them. You know, I think what's happened is, is people think if I tell my kids I have any money, they're going to want part of it today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's really important. And, I, th you know, uh, he and I were talking about it. Uh, he didn't have any kids. I said, how would you do it different? He said, I think my parents should have, you know, put some money in my name and helped me understand how the money worked, how the market worked and have done a better job and mm -hmm. then I said to him well maybe you should have saved some of your money and done that and he was like you know that's a really good point but what he said was and it was really interesting he said I always knew my parents were going to leave me a lot of money I oh. kind of counted on them wow. and I really think there's a lot of people in our generation that feel that way possibly but i mean you can't rely on what you think you know or i mean gosh even if they said oh don't worry about it, i'm gonna leave you tons of money you don't know there could have been something that happens in their life or they had to use that 
Well, absolutely. You know, it's called a uh, health care. You know, an average couple is going to spend, what is it, over $250,000 on health care to a lot of studies. It could be nursing home. You know, uh, I've seen people just rack through their money with nursing home. Or, you know, some people don't want to go to a nursing home and they want in-home care. And what that in-home care cost over five years or three years is unbelievable, Jess. It really, really is. So I think there's a lot could, you could learn from that. But, you know, you know, if you have a plan and you've worked and really worked the plan and saved for health care, saved for a nursing home and figure that out, hopefully that won't happen to you. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Retired Texas Style on the podcast. Stay tuned. More episodes to come. And as always, get more details on the website, RetireTexasStyle.com. Talk to you soon. Oil Financial Group is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Bonus annuities may include higher surrender charges, longer surrender charge periods, lower caps, higher spreads, or other restrictions that are not included in similar annuities that don't offer a premium bonus feature. Read your contract for restrictions, limitations, or penalties. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Hoyle Financial Group. Texas Insurance License Number 1719183.